I was just thinking about this freedom. No, we are free in Christ. So that means we can do exactly what we want. But if we look at it like that, then we're kind of carnal. You know, we are free in Christ not to do what we want, but to do what God wants. And when we're being led by God and doing what he wants, that's the true freedom. In Galatians uh, chapter 5, first one, it says, Stand fast, therefore in the liberty, the freedom, wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So in that context, it's talking about being uh, in a bondage with the law, the law of Moses and the practices of the things there, being circumcised and keeping this and keeping that. And uh, Paul goes on to say, behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. If you're going to live under the law, it's going to profit you nothing. Same for us, if we live un- unto ourselves and do what we think, then it's not you're not going to be profited anything. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, living under the law of Moses, that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you, whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. When we decide to do our own thing, well, well, I'm free, I can do whatever I want. It's the same thing, but in a different context, right? So we receive the spirit of God. We lambanoed into manifestation when we confess Jesus, Lord, and believe God, raised him from the dead. Just like on the day of Pentecost, you know, Jesus Christ said, you shall receive manifest power from on high. And now they're free. They're free in Christ. They're free in all the wonderful things that God made available in the new birth so that they could live and move and have our being. We're only truly free when we're being led by that spirit of God, when we're manifesting the power from on high. Paul said, I didn't come to you with excellency of speech, with man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit of God and of power. God was given the words in Paul what to communicate to the people. And when those people connected to the authority of those words, then signs, miracles and wonders happen. When we connect to the authority of the word being spoken, energized by God, those rhema words, right from the mouth of God, we're speaking right from the mouth of God. These are the words that give the mental direction and the areas we're to move in. When we are moving in that way, because we're subjected ourselves unto God to obedience, not to a man, not to a ministry, not to an organization, but to obey the voice of the Lord our God, right? Now, that's an Old Testament record in Deuteronomy, but God doesn't change. He still works this way in the sense that he is communicating to us. He's looking for humble hearts, hungry hearts, people that will be willing to speak and do and move in the direction that he's leading us to move. So God is a God of order. He's not the God of confusion. First Corinthians 14, 33. God is not the God of confusion, but the God of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. He's not um, wishy-washy. We could be wishy-washy. I'm going to go to this fellowship this week, that fellowship next week, this one here. And then we got a, we got loads of different narratives given to us. We're to listen to God. God will show you. Connect here. This is where I want you to be fed. This is the words I want you to receive into your heart to do them. And when we receive them into our hearts to do them, we will start demonstrating the spirit of God in power because we're being led by God. We're doing the things that he puts in our heart. We're believers with authority. He's given us great authority. 
and he's given us authority over the enemy. He's given us power to live above this world. He's given us everything that pertains unto the life and godliness. And it's all energized in that spirit of God. Yes, we have the wonderful graphe, the holy scriptures. And that is our base. That is our direction. We bring things back there when there's no agreement. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, is beneficial for doctrine, how to believe rightly, for reproof when not believing rightly, for correction back to believing rightly, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. So God is, the graph they came by inspiration of God. God was energizing by the spirit in the men what to write. The scribes copied it down for us to see and benefit today. God is still given by inspiration right now. Even as I speak right now, the inspiration of God. I didn't plan anything what I'm going to say tonight. I let God energize me. I got the spirit of the living God. I believe this spirit of the living God in me. I believe God, what he says. He says I got direct access to him into those holy of holies, right? By Jesus Christ, through what he done, through what he accomplishes. By Jesus, is through Jesus, and it's in Jesus that I can stand up and go confidently to my heavenly father like the Lord Jesus Christ went to his heavenly father. And he was obedient even unto the death of a cross. And God had given a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord in heaven, in earth and under the earth. This is the great authority that God has given to Christ and Christ has given to the church by way of Holy Spirit. When we understand this baby and we just do what God puts in our heart, it's not going to go contrary to what God sets out. It's not going to cause division. It's not going to cause confusion. It's not going to cause backbiting. It's not going to cause splits and all these splinter groups. No, God is one. We're the one body of Christ. We don't belong to an organization. We belong to the one body of Christ. And when our focus is with God, see, the focus, the mental direction comes from the heavenly words. This is the way to move. Paul didn't carry uh, scrolls around with him. He was being led by the Spirit of God. He went to Corinth and he corrected things by the Spirit of God. There was even times in the Corinth where he said, I, I, you know, I don't speak by permission. In other words, he was given his own ideas there, but it was still inspired by God, right? <laughs> he was being led by God. He was being inspired by God. He lived in the Spirit. He walked by the Spirit. He was led by the Spirit. He spoke by the Spirit. He was energized by the Holy Spirit. And that's how you can move. If you are as he is in this world, Jesus, as Jesus is now at the right-hand side of God, so are you in this world. When devils look at you, they don't see you. They see Jesus Christ. They see Christ Jesus, the risen one. And are they seeing a defeated one or are they seeing one that knows who they are, knows their authority, knows their sonship, knows their humility, knows how to stay humble before God, knows how to move with God and to be bold to declare the things that God puts in their mouth, regardless of what anyone thinks. And when we live this way, God will honor you. He will honor you because he wants you to be honored before men so you can promote him even further. So when you promote God, he will promote you. When you decide that you're going to stop following religion and tradition and start receiving these words humbly, then you will really move with great authority and great power. See, every individual on here, God wants to increase you. 
He wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to be successful. Everything is given into you from that spirit of God to be fruitful, to be successful, to bring God's solutions and answers to this world, to people that are sat in darkness and the shadow of death, to lead the captivities captive, to set them free. That's what Jesus done. He had the words and ministry of reconciliation. My friends, you've been given the words and ministry of reconciliation. Wake up to who you are. Wake up to what God's given you. Wake up to this wonderful ability. Let, wake up to it. Wake up to it and start. Let's stop playing tradition and churches and fellowships. And let's start moving with the one true God. Let's be where God wants us to be. Let's connect where God wants us to connect. Let's practice the things that are going to be beneficial for us. See, God wants us to practice certain things in our walk so that we can grow in strong relationship with him. And so this is not just Lawrence every week saying practices, practice that. This is God energizing because this is the benefits to you. I've been encouraged the same way. Now, when I latched on and got humble in my heart, put away my knowledge, put away all my classes and the things that I learned, I can be just a biblical scholar like anyone else. But when I got humble and started to be led by God, then the signs and the miracles and the provision and everything started to happen. So it's not that we're free just to please ourselves. You're being fooled if you think that way. OK, we are to submit to God. God, you know, he resists the proud, but he gives grace, favor to the humble. Now, there's certain things certain individuals on here need to do and they know to do it. But they're frightened to do it because they're wondering what other people are going to say about them. But if you live that way, you will not see the glory of God in the manner that God wants you to see it. God's got so many blessings stored up there right now. He's waiting to release it to you. But you need to position yourself to receive those blessings. He's not withholding anything. God says, I withhold nothing to them that walk uprightly. Uprightly is to be led by the spirit of God. Uprightly is to stand fast and firm in the liberty where Christ has made you free. Not where you think that I can just do what I want. If I can just do what I want, would I be doing the fellowship? If I just do what I want, would I be connecting? If I just want to do what I want, would I be honoring God? If I just want to do what I want, would I be speaking in tongues? That leaves a big room for you to be fall into a pit. So what I mean by this is that the liberty that we're standing in is in the liberty of following what God wants us to do, being led by his spirit. That's the true freedom, not just, well, I don't want to join this fellowship. Yeah, they're talking wonderful truths. Yeah, they're doing signs, miracles and wonders and they're getting great abundance and people are being healed and delivered. But that's just not my way. I didn't learn that way. You know, that's an alien to me. But it means you need to become humble. It means you need to become humble. And I tell you. I needed to be humble, humble. And when God, God can get you humble. He really can. He can isolate you. So you feel like you're on your own and you're in a desert. But he's with you because God says he never leaves you or forsake, forsakes you. Sorry, I don't know what's going on here. He never leaves or forsakes you. God led the children of Israel around the wilderness for 40 years to humble them and to see what was in their hearts. He wanted to prosper them. He wanted to bless them. But he wanted them to see what was in their hearts. He knew what was in their hearts and he knew what he needed to do to get it out so that they could understand where they were in their hearts and minds so that they could become humble and then respond to God. 
He wanted them to go into the promised land flowing with milk and honey. He wanted them to be rich in everything. He wanted them to show up to the world, to show the world, this is how you are to truly live. We're not just get by believers in every corner. And if we are, then we can do something about it. We can go to God. And then God says, okay, my son, my daughter, you do this. You will prosper. You will be blessed. I will set you up to shine as that light that's on a hill. Because if, if you're covered in poverty, if you're covered in illnesses, if you're covered in sicknesses, it's not that there's nothing wrong if you're in that state because God can get you out of that. But God says you need to listen. You need to listen and then do what I'm giving you to do. Stop hiding. Stop trying to protect your heart in the sense of I've been hurt so many times in the past. I don't know what to believe. Well, God's not. He's a God of hope. Our God is the God of hope. Our God is a God of expectation. Our God is a God of deliverance. Our God is a God of love. And he wants the best for you. And he can deliver you out of your situations. He can restore and give to you treble and double and 3,000 times more what you've lost and what's been stolen off you because you didn't understand and because Satan tried to come steal, kill and destroy. He's got no jurisdiction. The only time he can steal, kill and destroy is when you think he can, when you confess he can. God wants you to rise up. You're getting the same results, my friends, because you're not changing the things that you're doing. I don't know who this is communicating to. But I know there'll be other people on the Zoom, on the Internet listening to it when we put it up. Right. But God, you're getting the same results because you're not changing. You're not really seeking God. Father, what would you have me do? And can I do it? Because God will never give you nothing that you can't do. Like I said, I'm not sharing anything now that I'm not living and doing. Because God can come in and change your life, turn it the right side up. If your life is upside down, he says, let me turn it the right side up. Give me a chance. Stop doing things in your own strength. Rest in me. Trust in me. God says, trust in me with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways. Acknowledge me. Get God on the scene. Father, I don't know what to do about the situation. Give me your wisdom. God says, if you ask for wisdom, he will give it to you. He will not withhold that wisdom. And as you begin to walk by the Spirit, he gives you that spiritual wisdom and revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ. He'll give you the depths of the understanding of his word. He'll give you the length, the breadth, the depth and the height. And you don't even have to pick up a Bible to understand that because it's coming from God. It's God that's enlightening your understanding. It's God that's opening up your spiritual eyes, not your physical eyes. We've got to start walking by the Spirit, not by our senses, not what we see, not what we're hearing. Other people say we should do. My job here is to, is to direct people to go back to God and walk with him and then let him show you where you connect. Let him show you where you honor him and you honor God where you're being fed, basically, so that things grow strong. You know, Paul ministered to people. He says, look, you know, I've given you the spiritual things. Is it a wrong thing to ask if you're carnal? You know, but God is my sufficiency in all things. You know, God always supplies. I've ministered to people for a long time. There's some people that haven't even given once. But you know what? I don't look at them. I look to God because he's my sufficiency. God is the source of all my supply. God is the source of all your supply. Whether you're a full-time minister or whether you're not, it doesn't matter. God will do the same for you as he does for me. But you've got to be, have a humble heart. You've got to look at what you're doing. If you want to see some great results, if you want to see your authority really backed up when you speak, 
You've got to be living the life. You've got to have that heart towards God. Then you'll see the healings. Then you'll see the deliverance. Then you'll see the people raised from the dead. When your heart is turned all the way to God and you're looking to God and then God says, okay, I want you to go and connect now to where I told you to connect. And then you go for further encouragement. It's not that the minister's over you. It's not that that minister dictates to your life. They're there to deliver things that you may not be receiving on your own. And so then they just perfect that which is concerning you and the errors that may be lacking or the errors that may to be shored up. So every time you don't want to connect, you're missing out, especially if God wants you to do it. If we're doing it led by God, so we give led by God, we connect led by God. God is energizing. He's always working in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And when we start walking, there's nothing God is going to withhold from you. When someone comes in front of you that needs ministering, you need to know that you have authority. Jesus Christ knew he had the authority, the kingdom authority from God to bring healing. All he done had to do was speak the word. So he released the power of heaven through words. And then when those words were met with faith, the deliverance come for the people. Nahum was told to go and dip seven times in the River Jordan, right? Is that correct? Yeah. And he didn't want to do it. So he stayed as a leper. Yeah. Until we got what? Humble. He got humble and he went back and then he done what he should have done the first time. Was he healed or did yeah. he stay the same? No. Healed. He got healed. Why? Because he was obedient to the voice of the Lord your his God. The voice of the Lord your God will come to your spirit. And your spirit will then teach your mind. Right? The voice of the Lord your God begin coming through my mouth right now. But you could be looking at me. We look at no man after the flesh. If you're looking at me after the flesh, you will not receive these words. You're looking at the moon and missing the stars. <laughs> type of thing, right? God wants you focused. He wants you to have a single eye. When your eye's single, your whole body's flooded with light. You've got clarity. You've got clearness. If you're thinking carnally, you're going to be thinking. Listen, if you think carnally now, you can point out all my faults. You really can. I can. Right, Kim no. can. <laughs> Especially when we're both carnal and we're having an argument. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not even to do that. The husband is to love the wife, and the wife should do as her husband tells her. <laughs> That's Lawrence's interpretation. Right? But no, seriously, on a proper note, I know Bambi's there thinking dork. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's about loving obedience. It's not like... Oh, I better do this because I won't get blessed. If I don't do this, God's not going to take care of me. Listen, God loves you. He's your father. He loves you so dearly, man. And he, he's he got so much in store for you. He's got a hope and a future and expected end. If your journey's been rough up until this point, now he's going to be nice. He's going to do a job on you. He's going to give you double for your trouble because that's what God does. Look at the scriptures. Look how he blesses people that are, that stay with him. Even if they've gone through challenging times, difficult times, anxious times, sad times, breakdown times, we all have them now and again, right? But it's when we orientate our minds back to God. What does God say? So we speak, we confess. So listen, with confessions, confessions are very powerful, but prayer first. You pray, pray from your heart to God. God says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto me. Right. And then he says, tell me what you want me to do. 
You give me the problem, but tell me what you want me to do. So you've got to know what you want. I've been saying this for three and a half years. You've got to know what you want. Once you know what you want, write it down. Write the goal. Write the vision. Make it plain that he that readeth may run to do it. So the vision is for an appointed time, but when it comes, it's not going to hang around. It's just like a woman being pregnant. She's pregnant for nine months, but when she gives birth, she forget about those nine months. God is faithful. My God never lets me down. And there's people on here knows what I've been through. And as, as God still kept me here, as God promoted me, yeah, because I love him. I'm no, I know I'm nothing in and of myself. I really know that. And, and I ask God to keep me humble. And I said, God, if you keep me humble, I'll speak what you want me to speak. If it's short, sharp and to a shock, then I'll speak that. If it's gentle, whatever it is, it'll always be encouraging. You can't say nothing that I've said now has been discouraging to you. Might have challenged you. And that's good. There's nothing wrong with challenges. God wants you to rise up. A challenge will cause you to rise up. A challenge will cause you to look to God in your situation. Or it calls you, if you're carnal, then it calls you to go back. It calls you to faint. It calls you to go off. But God says, do not be weary in well-doing, for you shall reap if you faint not. The answers for every problem is there, and God can sort it out nice and smoothly, beautifully and happily. So we've got to go to God. We've got to just keep our hearts simple. And we may have a lot of things going on in our life now. Now's the time just to kind of calm the things down. Whatever it is that's going on, it might be your mind. Your mind might be racing left, right and centre. You might have many concerns, but God says, don't be anxious. God says, give them problem to me. If you've got something that you need, you ask me and you expect from me. God says, if we believe what God says, do you believe this? What I'm going to say now, God says that he will do exceedingly, abundantly above all you ask or think. Now we believe it right now, but when we're still waiting, oh, nothing's happened yet. Then what we do, we try and cut in and, and answer the problem or resolve the problem ourselves. God says, rest. Trust me. You, this is in my hands now. You've given it into my hands. Don't take it back off me. Leave it with me. Leave it with me. And you'll see my answer come. And you know what? God comes right at the last minute. <laughs> right, right at that time when you really need it. And when it comes, you have joy and rejoicing because God knows how to build your faith. God knows how to show you to trust him. There's many times I've been praying for it, getting to India, air flights and the cost of going there. And I, and people ask me if I'm going and I'm saying, well, I don't know yet. And then I say, yeah, I'm going to go. And I'm thinking, where am I going to get the money from? Where's the plane ticket going to come? How am I going to pay this? And you know what? I say, Father, this is your problem. I've said now I'm going. You have to not let me down. And I trust in you because you never let me down. So I thank you. I want not only a plane ticket, I want a business flight. <laughs> and I want the expenses for the trip be wavered. I prayed three times. When I went to India, there was three times. The cost of the trip was like a thousand pounds. That covers all your transportation, hotels, food, the whole cost of your stay, right? And I said, Father, put it in Sandgate's heart to let me off. Right? Because I didn't have the money. If I had the money, I'd pay it. You know, I didn't have the money. So I said, Father, you put it in this. And then a couple of days later, he's ringing me. Okay, Lawrence, you know, like I, it was in my heart to ask you to come as a guest. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, God, now the plane flight. Now I need the plane flight. Hey, Lawrence, are you going to America? Yeah. Are uh, you going to India? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of going to India. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got some, um, air miles. I want to bless your flight. 
Three times in a row. I mean, there's only one time I went to Windsor. I actually paid. I've been there 23, 24 times. I've only paid once. And that's because I want, and I've already been twice that year. I want to go back again. Right. So the point is like, we got to trust God and we got to get the things in this proper understanding. Yeah. We're free. You are free in Christ. In Christ, you're free under those conditions that God's given us under the spirit. Yeah. So people kind of take that totally way out. Only God's just showed me this the other day, actually. You know, yeah, you're free in me. Stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made you free. Well, where has Christ made you free? Every area. But when we're walking carnally, think, well, I'm free. I can do this. I can go where I want. I can hop on this fellowship. That Listen, you're going to come into confusion. Don't go down that road. I've been there. Stay where God puts you. Trust him. God said to Elijah, stay at the brook Cherith. I'll feed you there. If he had moved, he would have died. There was a famine going on. He stayed where God told him to stay. When that dried up, because sometimes you'll be receiving or things will be happening, it might dry up. Then God will say, now go to Sarapath. I've commanded a widow woman there to feed you. We've got to trust God. God says, trust me. Cease from your own works. Stop following religion. Stop following these organizations that think they got it together because they got loads of people. If you actually take a good look into some of these organizations that we know, it's just old believers there. Where are the new fruit? Where's this massive fruit? Go to India. I see new people all the time on a daily basis. Let's get it right. Let's be honest about these things. And then everyone will then run Sangate down because he's doing a great work of God. <laughs> That's carnal. It doesn't make sense in my mind, you know. You know, the fruit will show where where it's at. The real fruit. Taste the fruit. Oh, that's the old fruit. Oh, yeah, great. That's this. That old fruit's still around. That's wonderful. That's still being produced. I really have a desire for fresh fruit. Those new labels, those hungry people, those people that need to come from darkness to light. And my job, if my job is to preach the gospel concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm just doing in reach with all believers, where's the new fruit going to come from? How are these people going to come from darkness to light? So we pray for labor's father. We have need of laborers. So God, you send to me one that's equal to a million. God has given me a handful of people that are equal to a million. Are you one of them? Ask yourself. Ask God, am I one of them? Are a million people going to come through me? Because a million people can come from you because you can do all things through Christ. Nothing's impossible with God to those that believe. That one that's equal to a million. Father, send me that one labor that's equal to a million. And I go further. I say, Father, now send me the plain loads of laborers from all around the world. And Father, I know you gave me a word which was spoken by two people, two different times. I didn't even know they both said it all. But you said to me, I'm going to move the word in all of the UK and the whole of Europe and the continents of Europe. I trust you. It's going to happen. I don't know how. I haven't got a clue because I'm just me. But, Father, you're the one doing the job. See, grace is God does the work. It's not for you to figure out. It's for you to listen and do what he shows you. That's how simple this is. Stop trying to figure out how to get more people to your fellowship. Or if you're, a, if you're doing a fellowship, how to get more abundant sharing. Just honor God and ask him to bless you. Because he will. And God is faithful to do this. We've got to stop depending and looking at other people. 
some people might have loads of money. We might know it and think, oh, I'll get that one to me. And then I'll get, a, no, 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 it's calm. It's going to fail. God will dry it up for you. He'll dry up that well because he wants you to depend upon him. we got to depend upon God, not people. We're thankful for the people that are practicing. They're rising up. The people that are practicing are benefiting. They're being come fruitful. The people that are not is because they're doing it their own way. God says, cease from your own works. Trust me. Believe me. Do what's being encouraged. Do what's making other people successful. Listen, if in the world, if you see, uh, if you hang around with poor people and you're poor, you'll stay poor. But if you want to come out of your poverty, you're going to look for someone that's very successful. You want to befriend them. Right, you want to, I'm going to, I'm going to see how this guy gets what he gets. Or maybe I'd be able to do that. But we don't have to do that with God. We just do what he gives us to do. He'll make you prosperous. He's already prospered you, number one, with the spirit of God. And then God wants you to prosper even as your soul prospereth, your will, your mind, and your emotions. That's the thing that needs to be changed. And it's changed with the heavenly words. It's changed with the graphe, the promises of God. When you put them in, in your heart, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. No, God is there. Like, really, this is about trusting God. Move in faith. Don't go by, look, the just shall live by faith, not by sight, not by what you're seeing. Oh, look at that great ministry over there. Does God want you connected up there? No, but I want to go there because there's loads of people. There'd be great opportunities for me there. It might be a dry well. But God will take you to the place you least expect where you're going to get blessed, where you're going to flourish, when you're going to grow. Because God likes taking something that's very small and making it massive, changing it, glorifying it, showing off his handiwork. And uh, and God will give you his words to speak and to declare. So God really wants you to move. God really wants you to be successful. God really wants you to move in power and authority. And he's given it to you. You've got to know who you are. When you say, spirits, get out in the name of Jesus Christ. You don't even have to say the name of Jesus Christ because you are as he is. Get out in the name of Jesus Christ. Infirmity spirits leave. Poverty spirits get out. Confusion spirits go. Manipulation spirits leave. In the name of Jesus Christ, you get out and you believe what you say. At the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow, every tongue should confess of the things that are in heaven and earth and underneath the earth. This is the authority you've got. Believe it. When Jesus spoke his words with authority, he didn't teach like the scribes, the biblical research boys. He didn't teach like them. He taught by the spirit. That's where the power is. That's where the deliverance comes from. That's where the direction comes from. And then you look at the person. Wow, how they are so fruitful. There's just a normal person. But it's a normal person that's with the spirit of God, looking to God and being humble to God. Because none of us are nothing special. No one's better than anyone on this faith fellowship here. We're all the same. We've all got the same spirit. It's where your faith is, where your heart is, where your humbleness is. It starts with humility of heart. Stay humble. Stay humble. Don't let God have to humble you. You know, because even though it's nice once you get through it, it's when you're going through the humble process, it's not so nice, right? So, but you learn lots of lessons. Listen, I've been there so many times, actually. I've always been in timeout. God's like, oh, there's Lawrence. He's off on one. Let's put him in timeout. And I'm like, oh, not again. What have I done now? And then he lets me come back because he's full of grace and mercy. Oh, there he's doing really. Oh, here he goes again. Right. Time out, Lawrence. 
You're inside, Mousehouse. And I'm like, oh, God, please forgive me. Help me get back on the course. Listen, those days are gone. You know, because now God's got me attention now. And he's probably thinking, thank God. You know, these time, he was going in time out more than anybody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's grace. Everything you see in my life is because of the mercy and grace of God. Mercy is that means I don't deserve the things I got. But God says, I love you, so I'm going to give them to you. Grace is, Lawrence, you didn't even have to do nothing for it. I do the work. You just listen to me. Please speak what I want you to speak. Move and act as I want you to move. It's going to be the best thing for you. Father knows best. So God bless you.